welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 193. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And Chuck is bad at his job. Uh, this desk isn't clean enough. Clean it up. No, we can't. We can't. Can't be doing the show looking like this. It's not. This isn't presentable. What? This isn't going to work. Why? The boss is coming tonight. <laughs> not my boss. Well, I know, but come on, Chuck. It's got to be you know a little, a little I, nice looking. We got to look somewhat professional around here. I've, I've seen her drink tequila. Okay, yeah, and then like light fair. her breath on fire. What? No, I don't think she did that, but she might have. Uh, <laughs> did you see who I had to ask first? <laughs> That's right. Sarah, my boss from Utah Rad Red, is going to be on later tonight. But first, I have something i got to tell you, Chuck. I am scared. Because your boss is coming on? No, no. This is something uh, else that's scared? Something else. This is a scary night about. for you. It's a scary night for me. It's just, it's, it's a, I, it's, I'm, I'm an emotional wreck tonight. Why? No, so I, uh, I got on the Strom today and went to work, which would normally not be notable, but this is the first time I've gotten back on a two-wheeler since I crashed. Yeah, I was just going to say. So, um, how'd it go? How's your foot? as well as I thought. Foot's okay. I mean, it hurts. Um, as you massage your leg. Like, <laughs> not, it hurts constantly, pretty much. Um. Um, it did not go as well as I had thought and hoped. I was like, okay, I, I was nervous about it getting on. I'm like, but I'll, I'll be all right. You know, like I can set the foot down and, you know, I'm not, as long as I'm not trying to catch a falling bike, it'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um. So then I caught this falling bike. So then I caught this one. No, I, the, the, the actual riding went fine. The, um, the emotional experience of riding was not as good. Not enjoyable? Were you just too, too nervous? I, honestly, yeah. And then, and then at one point there was this big ass pothole, um, and I swerved around the pothole and the sensation of the bike swerving was this instantaneous, like, like just, just atavistic animal, like, fuck shit, oh God, we're going to, then it so was you're, over. you're having the reaction people have post accident. Yeah, I Trying am. to get back on the bike, even I though am. yours was just a, a, a relatively, yeah, it was, you know, it was painful as hell, but it was basically just a little, you know, like a. Boof. Ow. Well, that's that the really thing, hurts. though, isn't it? It was painful as hell. It still is painful. No, this is true. It's I, not something you want to do to your other foot or no, back Jesus. to the same foot. No, I mean, yeah, I, my, like, the idea of dropping a bike on myself now makes me, like, sweaty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's amazing how much your body and your brain just fuck with you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's. What was the ride back like? Um, you know, it was less bad because I was getting back on the bike and going home and I was looking forward to going home, seeing my kids. But it was definitely like, like every time I went around a corner, I'm like, oh, guys, it's all over. Mm. You know, like I, I felt like being a noob. Again. Like lost faith something. in physics. I did. I, I really did. Like faith in tires gripping the road and physics. Right. Like, and I mean, like, like little like sensations that would otherwise be, I'd be like, eh, you know, like the, you know, the rear tire hits like a bump. Yeah. And Scooch is a tiny, teeny, like, minuscule bit. I'm like instant clench and wow. like, like, like fear up and down. Like it's bizarre. I, I, I do you think it's too soon? I don't know. <laughs> are you going to ride tomorrow? Well, I need, I, I ride that anyway, or are you going to go back to the bandit? I'll be honest. I don't know at this point. Um, you know, like I told my wife this morning, I'm like, I, I, I'm nervous about this, but I want to ride the two wheeler because it would be the easiest thing in the world. I mean, super easy to just be like, oh, it's getting rainy, cold, I'll ride the bandit. Yeah. You know? It'd be the easiest thing in the world and the two-wheeler would just sit, which is not good for it. You know, I need, need to ride it around a little bit. Um, 
but lest it get sucked into that underground economy. <laughs> yeah, lest, lest it end up in the underground economy, and I have this shed with it. You know. But no, I, I just, I, I really, I, I'm like, you, you asked that, and I'm like, I want to say like, ah, oh, no, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll, everything's cool. A little clavalier. I'm just gonna ride it, and in my head, I'm like, uh, I really want to fucking just go back to the band, and I feel better on that. Hmm. Yeah, which is you know just bizarre. Because if it's not fun, you not you don't want to do it. Yeah, and that's but, like the whole point of motorcycle riding. Anyways, it's supposed to be fun. Otherwise, we'd just be driving smart cars. Yeah, exactly. And, and but that and you know it's and I guess part of it is really weird because I mean let's be honest, how much of my personal identity is wrapped up in the fact that I am a motorcycle rider? He said on his motorcycle podcast. <laughs> yeah so it, it it's 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 uncomfortable on a, a vast number of levels um I don't, I don't know what to make of it like I, I i'm seriously considering finding out if we have like you know a class with not very many students this weekend and i'll just like show up on day two and you know play it on the dl and pretend like i'm a you know who are you? Oh, I'm just some student who failed my class before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it again. That, with you guys, you've been teaching classes though, right? No, no, okay. no. So you've been just, I, well, I can't, just, I can't walk around a parking lot very no. efficiently. Okay, I can walk around inefficiently, and you know, after the first hour, being ridiculous pain. Okay, uh, so you haven't done anything. No, all right. No, I mean, I've like I've ridden the bandit to work. That's basically it. Huh? Yeah. How do you feel? For a guy who is whose self identity is pretty wrapped up in motorcycles, I don't know. Talking about it on his motorcycle podcast, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I said, it's an uncomfortable feeling, um, you know, because like I'm not ready to go out and sell it, but I'm like at the sure. same time I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't really feel like riding this right now. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely like. But you still like to band it. Yeah, I'm a sidecar bike. I'm like, ah, yeah, no problem. I mean, some of it I think is that the the sidecar is so different. You know, it, it's the other than the fact that there is a Suzuki badge on it. There's not a hell of a lot else it has in common, right? And now are you finding yourselves looking at Canon spiders, going, "No, oh, that's not a bad idea." No. <laughs> okay. No, I didn't get old. <laughs> <laughs> You're. Yeah, you do. I just got a little banged up. You, you're getting older every second. That's true. Just every. Ooh, ooh, there every, it went. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I just oh. saw a hair turn gray. Yeah. It's, it's happening. Just like that. I didn't even know that was biologically possible. Mm-hmm. It's happened. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, and so I'm in this place. I'm like, do I make myself get on it tomorrow or is that just going to make it even shittier? Um, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm really, I, I'm, I don't know because there's like two, there's several schools of thought. You know, you get mm-hmm. back on the horse, mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. make yourself go through the motions. But at the same time, we do this because we like it and yeah. it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And so if it's, do if you it's just need work? to force yourself through until it's fun again or? Uh, right. How do you, <laughs> how do you deal with this? I mean, you know? I mean, I kind of, I, I, I got to be honest, I've been tempted more than once to just like get on the phone to Brittany. And talk to her. That's like what I just hour. thought of. That's literally, I just was like, who would I, t- who? I, 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 there, Brit- I seriously, like, there, there's a moment I'm tempted to just call her out and just, like, fucking talk to her for an hour. Right, yeah. Um, like, not on the air, just. Right, right, right. No, I get you. That's, I literally just thought of Brittany when I was just yeah. going through, like, what do you do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you think of, like, 
accident writing her. You think of that. I yeah. Mean, well, and I'm like, you know, who the fuck else am I going to talk to? Dale? Maybe? He's, he's in his long time. He's must yeah. have. He must have turfed it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, and at the same time as I, and this is going to sound weird, but I feel like I, I, I need to talk to someone who is safe because they don't, it doesn't actually matter. Right? <laughs> well, I, it, they won't it, get back. It won't, they won't judge you well, in a way that you could, you've never seen them in person. So yeah, the chances it, of you seeing them in person are small. You know, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, is it's, you know, it's, it's, it, he says talking about it on his motorcycle podcast with, with the, the at least people, six seven, to ten seven listeners or eight people listening. <laughs> but I mean, that's how it is, and that's that's you know, it's not, it's the same reason like therapy works when you have an anxiety thing, and you know, this is another part of it. Like I should know how to fucking deal with anxiety by now. This is just a fresh flavor of it, and I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> the normal tactics aren't working as well. But this I mean, if we're weird. being real here. Then I'll tell you, I don't like doing the show right now. Yeah. I, I have to drag myself here to do the show. Wow. I, it's not because of you. Spoiler. It's all Todd. You know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I dread talking on the show. I hmm. sit here constantly thinking about everything I'm going to say before I say it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's it's like the bike. It's not the, fun. The fun factor isn't there. The fun factor isn't there. It's just, hmm. all right. So, talk about some shit. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, you know, it's it's different. It's not. I don't. I didn't mm-hmm. go through that kind of. I don't have that. That there's no trauma particularly. There no. is, but it's not physical trauma. Sure, right? well, it's it, not even like it's trauma, all a mental trauma. trauma. It's, it's just you know, it's just there in the back of my head. And you know, mm-hmm. it, you know what it's about, and mm-hmm. it's like, what do you do? Do you? Do you I mean, in my case, I've just been kind of. Don't worry, Chuck. The listeners don't think you sound that old. Yes, he does. <laughs> Even though your beard is gone, you still have That's motorcycling right. I'm credibility. Completely clean shaven. I'm sure when we get back on after right. after our our holiday break, you'll have a beard and you'll feel much more confident my, about it. My gray hair count is considerably reduced. Yeah, yeah. Mine. I, I seem to be finding the the spares in my beard these days. Mm-hmm. That could have something to do with my kids. But like, it's it's. I'm dragging my feet on other parts of the show, like mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> no, I'll get back into editing. My kids are do old wanna, enough that they actually go to sleep now. Do I want to edit the show or do I want to like play Red Dead Redemption for the next six hours? Mm-hmm. Gee, hmm. that's a tough choice. Mm-hmm. Which I am grinding through again now. Really? I'm trying. I'm in. I'm going to finish it this time. Oh, the actual single player. Single player. Okay. It's I'm, worth it. I'm in Mexico. I've killed Good. the gay Mexican general mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. captain, the gay Mexican captain. Mm-hmm. So Good. I'm farther than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is now you have the ridiculous poncho and the sombrero, <laughs> which is the real reason to play my, that. Game. My wife suggested we do that for Halloween. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, we could. And the people who got it would think, think it was great. Funny. The people who didn't get it. Would kick our ass. Yes. Up and down the street. You guys are kind of dicks. It's true. Yeah. On the bright side, at least we're not selling these motorcycles. It's true. Or buying them. Or, well, all things in the fullness of time. Can I, can I be perfectly honest with you? Okay. There is one thing I've been thinking about buying. And you know, I get this urge every year or two. Kind of, I've been, I've been, I've been watching FLCL is the problem. And so I kind of got it in my head, like, I kind of like an orange Vespa. Okay. Yeah. 
I can get you a line on a pink one. Yeah, it's not really. <laughs> we could hit it up with some, you know, rattle can orange. Yeah, yeah I suppose we could. I suppose we could. It'll run better than the last scooter you had. That's probably true. <laughs> it's almost objectively impossible not to. <laughs> Although I did, after I rebuilt the engine, that one ran okay. Just, you know, slow because it was fat and it was slow itself. <laughs> but you're not fat anymore. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for Scooter Town again. You're ready for Scooter Town. <laughs> Take you down to Scooter Town? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Yeah. There's other options, though. Okay. Such as these two CF Moto motorcycles, V3 and V5, 250cc, like new, adult-owned, $1,200 in Dublin, P.S. Here's a lady in a body stocking on it. Not my wife. <laughs> my wife and I are selling our two CF Moto, CF Moto motorcycles, as we just do not ride them any longer. The photos are stock photos, and no, that is not my wife. So, I gotta ask. Why? Is it... Maybe just possibly actually the wife. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're frantically backpedaling. I'm, I'm wondering why are you posting pictures, stock photos of your bike? I, you know, do you not have your bike to take pictures maybe of? Maybe the bike is a real shit pile. Does the bike run? <laughs> maybe, maybe it actually has raccoons living in it. You can see them in the pictures. <laughs> is it no longer a bike? It is now a raccoon habitat? <laughs> My, a natural reef for raccoons? It is, is that a, a thing? It is an unbike. <laughs> a raccoon reef? <laughs> My wife's 2010 CF Moto V5 2050cc. What's CF Moto? It's, a, a, it's Chinese? a Chinese shitbag brand. Okay. Then don't purchased, fucking brag about it. It was purchased brand new in 2011 and has 695 miles on it, most of them being pushed. It is in like-new condition and runs great. Installed with a new lithium battery battery charger and a windshield, which costs more than the fucking bike. It is like the white model in the picture. But, this, it's, but it's not the white model Why do you not have a picture of your bike then? Um, You know, they're, they're, I, um, yeah. It's, and those bikes are ugly. They're, they're fuck ugly. And, uh, and they don't actually have pictures of it. Fuck you for not having Paid a picture. 2,500 new because everyone fucking cares. <laughs> Asking less. Is that because you can't find it on Kelly's blue book or something? Right. The Red CF Moto V3 2050cc does not currently run, the fuck you say. But Ram, when I bought it, it is in fair condition. And I bought it with intentions of getting it restored. Why? <laughs> and running it again. Not sure on the mileage, as it is in storage. And I cannot read. Paid 500 asking 300 Or included for free if you pay full price for the other two. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, there's a, wait. Why? Did, he a, said two motorcycles. Oh, there's, a, there's another, oh, there's another. My 2011 CF Moto V3 2050cc was purchased from an elderly man in 2012. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who cares? And it has 1,300 miles on it. It is also in like new condition and runs great. It includes a new lithium battery and battery charger. It is like the yellow model in the picture, except it is a piece of shit. <laughs> but, uh, what? I, you are bad at ads, sir. I'm bad at selling things. That's not two motorcycles, that's three. Wait for it. Possibly two and a half. All CF motorcycles are full-size motorcycles, but they run like a scooter. Which means they're not a motorcycle. They're a scooter. Meaning you just twist the throttle and go. Very easy to learn how to ride! Exclamation points. They are great bikes to cruise around town, but they also have enough power to go 75 to 85 miles an hour if dropped out of an airplane. (laughs) 
they both have AM FM radios, thank God, with MP3 players. Because you, you can't go fast enough to not be able to hear it. <laughs> you just load your own music on a USB stick and cruise to your tunes. At your, 10 miles an hour. This this represents about a third of the value of each of these bikes. <laughs> Please use Google to find more info about these bikes because fuck you. Those radios and MP3 players have the most electronics of anywhere on that bike. Once you look around and do some research, you will see that this is the best deal online except for all of the other deals. Uh, well, it, it might be the best deal online for a CF Moto. Holy shit. Not only do they he is not trying hard to sell these bikes. He, he's trying now this this is I'm I'm thinking this is a not stolen situation. Is is that a is that a counterfeit BMW badge? I don't even know. Yeah, it appears to be a, a CF Moto badge. Because it's not to, in the other pictures. Yeah, it appears to be made to look like a BMW oh my badge. God. This, he can't, <laughs> this fucker doesn't even have consistent like anything. Yeah, so um uh no, these are these are horrible. Those and, and and possibly don't exist. Not good looking motorcycles. No or scooters no, or whatever the fuck they are. Awful thing. This is what you buy your significant other when mm-hmm. you don't want them to ride. Hey, check this out. This will be this will be bike. great. I bought you a I buy you a mo- brand new motorcycle. Bike. What? But it, what? What? But it's fuck ugly and rides like shit. No, no, it's, it's fine. Don't worry. It's this great. is the elliptical machine of motorcycles. <laughs> it spends more time moving from house to house than it does actually being ridden. With shirts and towels and pants draped all over <laughs> All it. over it. You know, say what you will, but those ellipticals with those big long bars, great towel racks. Right? <laughs> well, look at the bars on that bike. It could, it could hold hey, a shirt. Or- doubles his towel rack. And the one's cheap. Yeah. No, this, this, I super, I predict this is the, this is the, you know, looking for the, like, you know, my nephew or someone who's a sucker and they'll come to an alley, bring, bring cash. <laughs> bring cash. Don't tell anyone where you're going. Mm-hmm. Tell no one. The deal is so good. If people know, they will come and steal the bike from you. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, next up, a 1987 Goldwing with sidecar. Note the windshield on the sidecar is nice and tall. Nice and tall windshield. Mm-hmm. $1,000. Ooh, that's a pretty smoking deal. 1987 Goldwing with mm-hmm. sidecar will not nice. start. Oh. Electrical no power to coils. Maybe simple or not. <laughs> that does cover all of the possible options. <laughs> Has new back tire with new used rear end. Mm-hmm. Sidecar's 1980 Velorex with match paint upgrade axle. Axial. Axial. Whatever that means. Bike has many extra parts in box. Three foot by three foot by three foot. <laughs> I like how they describe the size of the parts box. There's a nine <laughs> cubic foot box holding parts. Extra rear rim if bark if bike parted out over three thousand in parts with sidecar. We'll sell sidecar if price is right. This bike is for sale local and may be ended at any time. Five hundred dollar deposit is not refundable. That's peculiar. Bike can be work on or sold for parts. Mm. I am. What do you uh, think? I'm leaning in the trap direction. I was thinking trap. I'm thinking trap. It's like too good. Cause honestly, a, a Goldwing in this good shape that doesn't run and has raccoons living in it <laughs> is still probably worth. I mean, like a the sidecar alone is the sidecar alone is a grand. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, even like, even like a shitbag Velorex, like if it's actually in as good shape as it shows up is yep. easily a grand. Yeah. I mean, mine was like two and mine was fucking immaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a trap. So you're saying I should get that bolted onto the GS? 
I, I'm thinking you just buy the whole wing and everything, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you, if you had a, cause that's the thing, thousand bucks like this, I don't, I don't care what fucking state this gold wing is in. Fucking go and fucking grab it and fucking run. Just fucking run. But what's, what if it does, he says it does not run. Yeah, you, know, you push it. I don't give a <laughs> shit. For a thousand bucks for a gold wing that looks that good, I mean, the body work. That looks that good on a Goldwing that old is well over a grand. But like, what if you make the ang- raccoons angry and they come out? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I, it's best to leave the Tana on the sidecar. That nine cubic saying. foot box, it's not full of parts. <laughs> it's full of raccoons. <laughs> angry raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> angry, it's a raccoon angry box. crash pandas. You've activated my trash. I'm terrible <laughs> They'll never find your body thanks to my raccoons. <laughs> the trick is what you do is you you harness the raccoons and you have them pull it like Santa's sleigh <laughs> to your garage. <laughs> Just yeah, 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 yeah. This thinking- bike is fourteen raccoon power, <laughs> fourteen RP. <laughs> I'm I, I'm going with trap, possibly raccoon oriented trap. <laughs> raccoon trap. Yeah, because I'll be honest. If you if you are in uh, Ruffsdale, wherever the crap that is, um, Chili Cote. I don't even know what freaking Chili Cote is. is that in like, a, that sounds made America? up. America? That already sounds made up. <laughs> I'm curious to know. Is that even in America at this point? Let's let's ex- let's examine the Google map. Clicky oh. outside Pittsburgh, Claude. Claude, you need to go check. You can <laughs> you can fix this and sell it. I'm surprised Claude hasn't gone. And if it and if it doesn't exist, which I'm almost certain it doesn't now, uh, <laughs> then you can use some raccoons around the shop, right? Shop coons. Shop coons. Shop raccoons. They're like shop cats, but but smarter <laughs> and violent. And more violent. Incredibly violent. Incredibly Angry violent. And violent. <laughs> wow. We call them Steve. <laughs> it doesn't matter which one. They're all They're Steve. All Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, well, so there, there it is. It's a re, you know, Roe's been thinking about a Goldwing. Roe, go get this Goldwing. Comes with three raccoons. <laughs> What's not to like? Well, yeah, yeah. They'll help you push it back there's, home. There's loads of room in the Detroit area for raccoons now. <laughs> 1986 BMW R100 RT with extra spare fairing for $2,500 in Napa County. Awfully proud of it, aren't they? Wait, they get way proud. Further! My very unique. Mein Führer! My very unique, well-traveled Beamer with stickers from all over the western USA needs a loving home. For the record, stickers are not a feature. Due to the onset of a seizure disorder, my DL is suspended. Not for pretty boys, pert girly boys, and little, little men. Because it's far from the ground. It's been everywhere and done it all! And like most of you losers, it's the real thing! You gotta do this in the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Don't steal my pictures! They are copyrighted! There we go. (laughs) It does need a head gasket, right, Cylinder? I have two old-style gaskets, new... (laughs) I'm liking this. <laughs> Artful, full fairing, four screen, and reinforced saddlebag carriers, custom hand evolved, whatever the fuck that means. Okay, I'm making a new rule for the show. Original bags with working locks and keys. Any BMW ad must be read in this Locking voice. Locking gas tank. Sweet carbon leather saddle. Reinforced, custom rack to hold Yakima bicycle rack. Plus the original saddlebags and camping gear. Oh, okay. Mm. Truly. 
about 1,400 miles. 140,000. 140,000. Very I can't high. understand the mile at the kilometer I thing. Did, throwing you off. <laughs> Makes you angry. File folder full of maintenance records. Okay. Because reasons. Extras included like progressive springs on the front forks and new progressive rear shock made in the USA. Fog lamp, BMW, vintage battery charger, blah, 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 blah. Lots of extras like the Yamaha bicycle rack with lock and keys. Must see to believe this price. Serious inquiries only. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? No. I don't give a fuck what it's done. First of all, it's an R100RT, a bike notable in that the first thing that touches down on it is the cylinders. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, it's great that you've ridden it. Why everywhere. is he putting pictures of camping? He's putting, he's putting like all of his camping. This is like his ADV rider album. This is like, hey, hey, fuck you. I'm cooler than you. You should buy this bike. Oh, Further is the name of this further of the bike. Further is the name he's of the bike. He's named a bike Further. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this okay. is this is a person who wants you to know that he's Mr. Adventure. Which really isn't that he's far done. from the word Fuhrer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Mm-hmm. I have suspicions. Mm-hmm. So he's got a bicycle hanging off the yeah. top of back of this bike. Sure. So okay. he can do yeah. both. So do you get the bike? places with it. Do you get all that? Yeah. I mean, but like, why do you, do? why, why put a picture? So he's got a fucking, what, it's a picture of a fucking tree. Yeah. He's well, got a he's, picture he's of like, a tent. I went on all these things. And you, know, you know what it was is he was picking pictures. Like, I got to get pictures of the bike so I can sell it. And he's pissed off he has to sell it. Cause you know, the only reason he's selling it is he can't freaking he can't ride, ride it. Right? Yeah. So he's, so he's like, fuck this shit. And he's looking at this picture. He's like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's nice too. Oh, I have good like memories about this. I remember this. Yeah. This will inspire people that it's great. Uh huh. Uh huh. Twenty five hundred fucking dollars. What do you think it's worth? Not that. I mean, I don't know. I, in fairness, old BMWs—they're always awfully proud of—and there's some chump who's willing and to pay it. The, yeah, there's a there's a BMW economy. There's, there's a people chump like that stuff. Economy, yeah. <laughs> but I got to be honest, for twenty five hundred bucks, it better come with some raccoons. <laughs> there better be at least one raccoon in those saddlebags. There if there's one. no raccoons, I'm like. Fuck this shit. There better be one little angry German raccoon in that One, one raccoon. With a very suspicious fur marking, ripe nose, nose, mm-hmm. little, little toothbrush ah, shaped. I see you have bought the bike. <laughs> <laughs> then yes. I'll be like, hey, $2,500. Okay. Yes. It's good bike, yes. <laughs> what is German for raccoon anyway? <laughs> Dust coon? Das, das, kunt, das, Rakun. das Kunt. Ja, das Rakun. Das Rakun. Das Rakun. I will allow you to ride the bike. But only if you take me with you. Volksenraten. Volksenrat. I am, I am in fact the one selling the bike. I am a raccoon. <laughs> I own the bike. This bike is owned by raccoons. Raccoon owned. Adult and raccoon owned. <laughs> you are just renting. Da. <laughs> Take me places. Mm. You are you are raccoon chauffeur now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> now into into what is quickly becoming our uh, our our wheeler standard advisable three wheeled vehicles. Nineteen eighty one Rev three wheeler. What Rev three wheeler Rev. Uh, 1981 Rev? Mm. 1981 Rev three-wheeler, street legal rat rod, $4,500. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hamut. 
Homeult. 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 Most fun you can have with your pants on and no raccoons. <laughs> Cruises, 55 to 60 before explosions. 18 horsepower Tecumseh 560cc with Comet Variable Speed Drive. I have a question. Yes? Isn't that a lawnmower engine? <laughs> Isn't that, in fact, Chuck, your lawnmower yeah, engine? <laughs> I don't think my lawnmower engine could hit 55 to 60 miles an hour, but, but I, like, he doesn't I, say I, miles an hour There either. is a reasonable chance that your lawnmower has an 18-horsepower Tecumseh engine in it. It is, a ni- it is an 18, 19-horsepower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It is that. that. That is, in fact, your lawnmower's engine. It's very, very possible. In excellent mechanical condition, body is functional but not show quality. Oh, <laughs> body appears to be made by a welder who is With drunk. Aluminum. Uh, very comfortable and very stable. Will fit any body, tall, short, long legs. All the bennies of a motorcycle, only more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Electric start. Sorry, no reverse. However, it can be easily installed with a starter motor, some chain, and a sheave. Or an anchor and a winch. <laughs> I've driven it for years and loved every minute of it, but now I'm 80. Time for my toys to find other homes in the underground economy. Mm-hmm. Might, oh, here it comes. Might trade for oh, MG Midget it. or pre-1968 BW. Yep. Apparently, there's a little bit of room for some more toys. Yep. You called it. <laughs> this is you a, totally called it. This is the underground, the underground economy. economy he doesn't want, actually want anyone to show up with money. Like, if you show up with money, he's like, well... Why'd you bring do that? You raccoons? Like, <laughs> do you have, a box of raccoons? Do you have a three-foot by three-foot <laughs> by three-foot box of raccoons? I have very specific cargo <laughs> needs. <laughs> I need nine cubic feet of raccoon. <laughs> Well, I have a 10 cubic foot of raccoon box. Are you mad? No one can live at that speed. <laughs> is, is one of the raccoons German? No. I'll pay extra for German. German raccoons cost more. <laughs> ich engineer the raccoon. <laughs> we'll fit. We'll fit. <laughs> Call me nuts, but I kind of like the way it looks from the front. I was going to say, the front looks kind of awesome. It looks cool, I'm not gonna right? Lie. <laughs> like the, from the front, cool. it looks kind of like a cool buggy with like neat, neat, like hot roddy kind of, kind of lines. I wish it was a four-wheeler. The back looks like shit. Yeah, the back is, I wish it was a four-wheeler and the bodywork went all the way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the bodywork on the front is actually pretty cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> you, I could I see this like thing. rolling out of, on Burning Man or some shit, just Tearing around. We'll fit anybody, bars, horse, short, long legs, raccoon with little fiddly hands. <laughs> little fiddly hands. Instead of a windshield, it, has, it looks like he has like a HUD. Oh no, no, th- those are that's the um, that's the um, oh, God, what are they called? People put them on the Urals all the time. It's a little flinch down windshield, windshield, windshield like you used to have a. No, it, it's like a windshield, windshield, but it without looks like the windshield. A windshield, windshield. Like a windshield, windshield without a windshield. Or a HUD. It looks like kind of a HUD. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a HUD. It HUD. needs to be HUD. <laughs> it needs to have a. Raccoon detector. <laughs> it's a raccoon up display. <laughs> raccoon, am I going fast? Yeah! That is a raccoon sized windshield. Uh-huh. This thing is You're driven by for raccoons. And <laughs> <laughs> it has a spare tire. I mean, what more do you want? I think only fits the back. I'm not uh, sure if that would It looks fit like it might front. fit the front. It doesn't would look like it? it fit the back. Do you think they did three around? I mean, okay. If you're building a custom thing like this, why would you not make it three the same wheel? You would. You'd, you'd think have to you be would. a giant screaming idiot not to. 
I mean, it doesn't mean it is. <laughs> this is this is underground economy we're dealing with, running on your lawnmower oh, engine. Oh, oh, oh. Does, it, does it have a lawnmower attachment? That would make it awfully useful. <laughs> mm-hmm. This would be a lot more fun to drive than your lawnmower. It needs a lot more toggle switches and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I this is no. It's kind of cool. This isn't. This yeah. It's kind of my thought. It's, <laughs> it's like kind of cool. Someone had a vision and they made it work. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'd want to own it, but I would absolutely take this shit for a ride. I would want to with drive it in a parade mm-hmm. or at Burning Man. Mm-hmm. You know some. You know. You know what? You could you could drive this to work and not have any mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. About anything, you would have a, be a man without fear. I could leave the keys in it. <laughs> you could leave the raccoon in it. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's why I could leave the keys in it. You would go in that raccoon would be like, "Excuse me, <laughs> is this your mic?" <laughs> you know, you just when you get out and you're ready to walk away, you just pick up the raccoon, shake him, shake him up, and put him back in. <laughs> Good to go. Yeah, better than the club. <laughs> <laughs> the club or the raccoon? The coon is the new, the new one. <laughs> Angry raccoons, the only security system worth using in this day and age. You come back, there's blood everywhere. Unhackable. Like, someone tried to steal my bike. Dieter, did someone try to take the bike? Duh. <laughs> He like flaps a hand at you. Oh, ah. no. Don't worry. There's nothing to worry about. None of this slicey dicey. He, he probably not rapid now. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> drift strike. Chuck, did you know that all the cool kids are drifting now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you considered drifting, Chuck? I've been talking to my daughter about drifting. Mm-hmm. I've been warning her. Talk to your kids about drift before someone else does. Such as this drift track uh-huh. for $300. For sale, drift track. Five horsepower Briggs racing axle and clutch. Lots of fun. <laughs> no raccoons. No, no raccoons. Room. Nowhere to put raccoons. No room for No raccoon storage anywhere. <laughs> yes. A five horsepower Briggs motor. Strapped to wheels. Strapped awkwardly <laughs> onto some wheels. <laughs> For all of your drifting needs. This was someone's beginning welding project. Mm-hmm. They're like, I need to weld a thing. I have bits wheels. of a bike and some wagon wheels. I've got this BMX dirt bike I stole. Mm-hmm. And like, like part of what looks like maybe a, maybe a go-kart possibly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So here it is for your drifting needs. You need to make a drift bike. Yeah, it's a drift bike. <laughs> Why is the raccoon teaching the welding class? <laughs> now, it is very important not to use too much flux, or you're going to have a very ugly weld. <laughs> Why is the raccoon... Why am I picturing the raccoon wearing a monocle? <laughs> no. Unacceptable. <laughs> Out. You fail. Fail! You fail! <sighs> Shame to follow land. Meanwhile, <laughs> elsewhere. <coughs> oh my god, I thought it was towing that. Else, elsewhere, outside of a welding house. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, is, is that playground equipment? I think that might be a jungle gym. Once perhaps. Nineteen eighty five Honda V sixty five eleven hundred slash Ford Aspire. 
Aspires for something. Slash is not for show. <laughs> For sale, 1985 Honda V65 1100 motorcycle with a Ford Aspire grafted to the front. Awkwardly, I might add. Runs. <laughs> That's the feature set. Old guy that built it wanted something different. <laughs> oh. It is. Everything seems to work. Be different. <laughs> Needs battery. <laughs> So the, 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 um, oh my God. Of the many things I could think of to do with the back end of a saber, this is not high on the list. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it, wow. I just, there's so much to do with this. So they've taken the front of a Ford Aspire and they have welded on a roll cage, which looks for all the world to be, as you say, playground uh, equipment. A jungle gym. Yeah. The steering wheel is not in the original position. <laughs> I'm, how do you reach it? I'm foggy on how, what the stick that's sticking out near it is. It could be a mirror, I guess. I think that's a mirror. Yeah. It conveniently includes seat belts. <laughs> what is going out the front of the bike up onto the roll cage? Um, that a would radiator? be the radiator. That would be an enormous radiator. Why? That's not a motorcycle radiator. No. Oh my God. No, that. What oh, is Chuck? Is, Chuck. Wait, Chuck. No, look, look, look. They're that? on the side. Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's a shit. What is that? That's boost. That's a fucking intercooler. <laughs> this thing has. <laughs> this thing has a. <laughs> this thing has a charger. Oh my fucking gosh! <laughs> no. <laughs> look, look at this. It's pipe coming back from up in the exhaust. No. Oh, hot shit. Holy fuck. Now, people did do this with sabers. Cause remember, this is, this is a, this is a basically a Viffer engine in a naked bike, right? Okay. <laughs> wow. I don't think the person who sell, is selling this has driven this. I don't think they really understand what it is they're looking at there. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And what's, the back is that supposed to be a wing i think they made what looks to be a wing on the back and they've painted it to match the saber now there's one other possibility what that's for this could be the raccoon seat (laughs) because the bike seat does appear to be still underneath there yeah that does look like a raccoon box Mm -hmm. that's the raccoon box (laughs) that's a raccoon box it's it's loaded loaded. it's above the above the secondary (laughs) the secondary boost system you can just open up the back and spray mm -hmm. spray raccoons all over the road (laughs) drop the chuck the cops are back there what should we use we should use turbo what else (laughs) raccoons raccoons (laughs) raccoon dispenser I missed that episode of Knight Rider. <laughs> Max Schnell! <laughs> Kit, hit the raccoon dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I can say, as I was thinking of looking at sketchy, sketchy, I mean, like, really quite sketchy saber matched to a uh, car. Turbo was not something I was expecting in the equation anywhere. <laughs> How do you, that steering wheel, it's like a bus. It's, <laughs> it's, like it's a, bus. a horizontal steering wheel. Well, they wanted something different. <laughs> you drive it like a bus. I also like the fact that they've got the bike gauges up there and the mysterious third gauge, which now makes perfect sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was like, why is there a third gauge for a saber? 
Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. It's that gauge. But I guess, you know, it's, it, you, it'll help push all that extra weight. <laughs> yes. Cause. Will. Yeah. I mean, cause I'd, that's um, the front of a car. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and, you know. That, I like the way there are bits of the car left. I really enjoy that. Is that? Okay. Okay. He's wow. Uh huh. The way he's got that bent down so he could put the radiator up top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's welded a, a surprisingly cunning cage so that he could put the intercooler up up at the top there. A surprisingly cunning cage that started life as jungle gym it equipment. Does look a lot like jungle gym equipment. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's uh. I'm sure the raccoon box is convenient too. <laughs> what? You but, never know when you need a box of raccoons. Completely. <laughs> this is the theme. Box I mean, of now, angry raccoons. Okay, so I'm just going to throw this out. If I was building this thing with the engine out of the front of it, you technically have a frunk. <laughs> and the frunk could hold a lot of raccoons. A lot more raccoons. <laughs> you tons of raccoons up there. I mean, like the cage is in it, but why not put a lid on it and fill it with raccoons? Why not? Because there you are. Why not? Or maybe beer. I don't know. <laughs> well, this <laughs> this is the thing. There's vision. They've made a bike. There's so much. I vision. had an idea. So so much yes. there. There's many visions. Needs a battery. Yeah, for the raccoon dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> raccoon dispenser sucks power. <laughs> Someone get a battery in this thing. Because not only does the the door need to open. But it's got to push the raccoons out. Gotta, <laughs> They're not going to jump out on their own. <laughs> yep. It's true. Dear, go. No, I'm very comfy. You need something to spray raccoon all over the road or no. windshield of the car following you. <laughs> Dear. And it, of course, it needs to have the ability to shake, so you can shake them up first before you launch them. <laughs> That's right. Gotta get them good and mad. <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't no use launching a calm record. Vengeance will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no use for a calm raccoon. That's, that's what my pappy always said. Happy, friendly raccoons. Who needs those? <laughs> What, you didn't even rage, toothy. <laughs> what a raccoon that's angry at the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's horrible. Wow, I uh, these truly these uh, these were classifieds. That's the most amazing thing I've this, seen in the course of our show. This this takes the new. I mean, Raptor Cat is like nothing. This is <laughs> compared amazing. to this. The the Raptor Cat dreams one day of becoming <laughs> this thing. This is amazing. <laughs> saber Saber Spire Saber Spire Spire Saber. I don't know. It. Wow. The, this this uh, this is the new worst thing ever. That's that's amazing. It has become Honda Spire. Go go and look and enjoy the Honda Spire. It. Damn. That's a. Uh, it's registered as a 1985 motorcycle. I bet it is. <laughs> I just bet it is. Now, so here's the, here's the one question about it, though. 850 bucks. It's on a trailer behind a truck. Yeah. If you show up with 900 bucks, will they sell it to you? Or are they going to look at you funny? Because this is actually shadow economy. <laughs> <laughs> I, this might be... 
This might be too good for the shadow economy. What? This thing. No. There is a special economy below this, the shadow there's economy. Like a sub, there's like, this. The sh- like the nether economy. This is a... Uh, this is the underworld economy. The, I, this is this thing because if you sh- wherever you show up, whatever swap meet, mm-hmm. you junkyard, raccoon preserve you show <laughs> up at, you will rule with this. That's true. There is nothing else that's gonna. This is this is a hot commodity. You roll this into the antiques roadshow, and mm-hmm. they will shut it down for you. <laughs> it <would> just stop. <laughs> like the rest of the show is canceled. <laughs> Now I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is this is this is a hot commodity on the shadow economy. I think this is this is cash move. only. No, not in cash only. No, like this is going to be for greater value only. Great, so he's okay. saying eight fifty. Yeah, and he knows what it really means is shadow economy. This is like this is like a whole like barn full of shit. For shadow economy <laughs> right here. This is shadow economy gold. It's definitely gold. I I just I I almost think that the. Uh, it's too far for it's, the shadow economy. Too, Is such a thing possible? Too good. Too good. Whatever whatever you have to offer for this, it's going to be too close to a real thing. Oh, you're right. Like, yeah, it would go too far up the up market for the shadow you economy. You actually have to bring them a real 1985 Honda Sabre to trade for this. Wow, yeah, no, that doesn't seem like it. But nobody in the shadow economy has one of those. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have just like a regular bike? A what? Long. <laughs> Pregnant pause. <laughs> Awkward looks. You came to me with a talking Billy Bass fish that that I can Amazon with. Mm-hmm. You insult me, sir. <laughs> but get out, lest I launch raccoons you? at you. I am pushing the raccoon shake button now. <laughs> It takes a minute. The battery's kind of weak. <laughs> I suggest you be gone before it finishes. Why are we shaking? Why are you shaking? I'm not shaking. So angry. <laughs> so angry. Wow. That was amazing. That was an amazing set of classifieds. That Truly. Best we've ever had. Hands down. Wow. Fortunately, we can follow it up tonight to end the season with a great guest, too. All right, we're on with Sarah Nelson, owner and operator of Utah Rider Ed. Sarah, how's it going? Wonderful. Thank you very much. Hello. Hi. So you you may remember me mentioning Sarah as she's my boss in the past. And you also may remember Chuck mentioning Sarah because Chuck, while he was at a show having fun, ran into Sarah and Dale. Yeah, they, they, uh, they bumped me for spare change. Oh, okay. Yes. They were sitting on a wall looking suspicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting arrested by the police Getting on the arrested. horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that stuck out to me is that Dale's sitting there smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. but Sarah's like with it with the kids, so she was vaping. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it's, right. it's cool to see the generations carry on traditions. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> Also, she offended a lot of people in Columbus. I'm shocked. I don't think that was me. I think that was you, Chuck. I, I don't know about the uh, after-dinner surprise that you gave everybody outside. You were taking particular um, pride in, in clearing out as many people as you could. God. <laughs> I can remember sitting at home, and I'm looking at the text coming, and I'm like, these bastards, they are, they are closing down... <laughs> 
a margarita bar in Columbus right now. When the now. Mennonites walked in, I'm pretty sure she started licking her chops. <laughs> Mennonites and a margarita? We unintentionally... Sister wives, I don't know what they were. Yeah, they were not hungry after hearing some of Chuck's stories. And I, who was your friend there, Chuck? I forget what his name was. Ro. Yes. Yeah, his stories were, were quite interesting with the doctor and the nutsack thing going on. Well, um, that in a restaurant really sparked some conversation. I, I felt bad for our waitress because she'd be like, can I take your drink order? And Sarah's like, give me tequila. <laughs> well, what, what kind of tequila do you want? What do you got? And the waitress would say two or three tequilas. That's shit. All the tequilas. <laughs> Fine, just bring me it anyway. <laughs> Poor girl. She was sweet, though. She really was. She was super nice. I'm sure she isn't talking about that encounter with her therapist for several weeks now. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, me and Dale, I'm sure, are in a lot of therapist discussions. <laughs> I, I'm sure of it. I so that's okay. <laughs> and Todd talks about you two a lot, too. Usually nice. Oh, things. really? Oh, yeah. Always nice. Is it good? Huh? That's good to hear. <laughs> Always nice things. Always nice things. Remember, remember, you run the job that I really love. Oh, you, no, you not, want not the one I can make a living at. But what's that? You want to come and help me out some more? I would love that. I, uh, I uh, sounds like a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure my day job would allow it, as my day job keeps me busier than the apocryphal one-legged man. Yeah, probably not. Sarah could probably yeah. keep you busy. I'm sure there's plenty for her to tell you to do. Well, that, that brings up that brings us nicely into the first uh, thing we should talk about. So, so Sarah is now the owner and operator of Utah Rider Ed. Um, who the hell are you? Yes. Who? How, how? How did you come to own Utah Rider Ed? What's 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 it been like your first year on the ground? It's been absolutely insane. Um, probably. The best and craziest year of my life thus far, um, most gratifying and also most challenging mm. ever. Uh, it's, you know, a very little sleep. I said to everybody, they were like, you know, when will you sleep? And I told them November, but I, I haven't quite gotten there yet. So well, we just I think started. December will be it. <laughs> well, we have one more weekend, right? And then, and then, then it's sleep time. That's right. And then I will sleep. <laughs> but it's been amazing. I mean, uh, the it's probably been the craziest year for the business in general. So it was kind of stupid for me to take over this year. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> of course, it was like, Dale's like, oh, hey, by the way, this year, all the trailers need all this new stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Like, you didn't need to do that? It's, it was kind of being delayed. Now that's you know, no longer my kinda... problem. Hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, really. <laughs> yeah, we should. We, oh, uh, we, listeners are probably a little confused here. So, so Utah Rider Ed is is a uh, is now a multi generational family business. Yes, it is. That makes it sound respectable. I, I it gives it it gives it a certain veneer of that, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what what brought yeah, about you my taking father, over? Father. So. Uh, so, you know, so what, he's a good man. He, he's hired me for may, way too many years. I've worked way too many years in the office. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's been a long time coming for me to take over. Let's just say that. Well, I, I'll tell you the one. So there was 
Sarah's Sarah's been, you know, one of the organizational brains behind Utah Rider Ed for a long time. The year Sarah left to go manage, what did you manage a gym or something that year? I did. I was the general manager of a gym that did not work out. Yeah, that year was rough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was one of the rougher years. Wow. I heard. <laughs> the basic the basic level of of, you know, having shit togetherness was not as high. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I came back and was, and it was insane. <laughs> Catching up on things, yes, yeah. So, so what? But you guys held it together really well, so, you know. Surprisingly, she well, we kept the kids. Fire from... All of you guys when she took over. Not all of us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so what so what what led to you taking the business over? I mean, is this has this been something that's been coming for years, or is this something you're like, you know, I want to I want to try the entrepreneur and uh, and ramen noodle uh, gig? It's been coming. Oh, okay. It has been coming. I went to run a gym. I I mean, that's been a passion of mine. I mean, mm-hmm. being a personal trainer and mm-hmm. and everything since I lost all my weight and became healthier um, years and years ago and running a gym and doing all of that for a business owner that was not quite as healthy minded or healthy physically as he needed to be to do so Hmm. um, caused me to kind of say, okay, maybe that should not be my, my career, but more be my passion Mm -hmm. and not necessarily all the time. Should your passion be, something you do every day it should be something you do on the side sometimes and so that's kind of you know and and i also love motorcycles i i've been raised and bred on motorcycles so i uh i came back and that's when i noticed that dale was thinking of being done with all the office stuff and being done with all the you know dealing with all the background and the paperwork and the politics so now, now tell us a little bit about how the sausage is made. Because, you know, most people, they come to a parking lot and there's some, you know, some friendly and incredibly handsome men in uh, green shirts and, uh, you and know, tilly hats Todd. there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and some, some really beautiful women in nice hats and, you know, like like vintage shirts. And we, we help them out a lot. They don't see how the sausage is made. So what, what's what's the dark underbelly of a motorcycle school? Oh, my. Uh, you know, it's great that students don't know that <laughs> it's great that nobody knows what that is um <laughs> i mean having uh, most facilities mm-hmm. have just maybe one or two locations mm-hmm. whereas we have three locations well technically four ranges mm-hmm that we run on and we have so many more instructors than most places ever dream of in those locations. You're talking about dealing with, you know, up to 20 people with their scheduling. And I'm not going to say that they're whiny or that they need things (laughs) or that, (laughs) or that they're selective or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, dealing with the scheduling alone is, is, is challenging. And then on top of that, dealing with getting the facilities to allow us to teach people how to ride on their parking lot. You know, 
the the liability that comes into that, it's so wonderful that they allow us to do that and know that we have the state of Utah backing us, mm-hmm. whereas some people might just blow us off without even asking, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's really hard to find places that are willing to give us that faith. Sure. So it, it's, it's a challenge. And then on top of that, you know, 10 students a class and... Oh, let's say over a thousand students a year dealing with their scheduling and everything else and making sure that they get on the class that they need to be in. I mean, some students call wanting to be in a basic and they really should be in an experience. So helping them figure out where they need to be also is a challenge. So there's a lot that goes into it. (laughs) You'd think the problem would be the other way around. That there'd be people calling saying, "Hey, I want to take the experience class." And we uh, <clears throat> we have a few of those too. You think that'd be the yeah, more common? Right? I'm trying to imagine the dude that's like, uh, "I I should probably be in the beginner class," and then he like wheelies down the street while drinking a beer. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, a lot of times I read out the other ones. I, I you get the emails that say, "Hey, I want this beginner course." I've been riding for a year on this bike mm-hmm. and I want to take your class right away. I'm like, okay, I need to call you. Mm-hmm. And usually those are the folks who I send through the experience course that belong there. You know what I mean? Those guys have actually been riding to work every day for a year mm-hmm. or six months. And those guys are actually the ones that need to be in that experience course. The people who say, Hey, I've been borrowing my friend's bike for a month. And they really only borrowed it maybe twice. Um, and they need to borrow our bike for the class. Probably should be in a basic course. Mm-hmm. Do <laughs> but you, you never know. <laughs> that is my first question. <laughs> um, well, is it for a motorcycle? <laughs> are you, in fact, interested in a motorcycle course as opposed to a minivan safety course? You know what? The amount of car questions I get, I, it's insane. Yeah, no, I get so many phone calls for, Hey, I, I want a class uh-huh. and I'll, I'll get to almost like the point of registration. And I'm like, okay, so what I'm always curious and I'm talkative and I'm like, so what kind of bike are you going to get? And they're like, Oh, a Geo Metro oh, or, you know, and I'm like, driving class. no, no, yeah, no, is it a motorcycle? No, it's a car. I'm like, no, no, wrong number. Wrong. <laughs> oh, they think they're driver training. <laughs> Wait, you, mean, you mean, so the joke that I always tell students about, you know, minivan safety courses down the road, some of them are actually be like, oh, shit, gotta go. Oh, uh, yeah, no, really. <laughs> oh, man. That might be true for them. But the name of... Literally says rider. I know. I guess ride sharing. No, I had a lady tear me apart one day, and I just, I mean, sometimes. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop. I'm sorry, (laughs) but there is no way I'm going to believe someone tore you apart. No, you just have to sometimes understand people have a bad day. Mm -hmm. And over the phone, you know, you're like, okay, she's going to just, she's going to let it go. She's going to lose her stuff, and she's just going to let it go. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm, I, you know, whatever. You're going to put the phone she on literally, Yeah. And she said that if I was a motorcycle school, I should have had pictures of motorcycles on my website. Um, and she just kept going and going and going. <laughs> and I'm like, not? in my head, I'm <laughs> like, well, we do. 
and 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 you're on the wrong website and I don't know what you're looking at but I just let her go and she didn't even give me time to talk and then she hung up on me on me at the end and I'm like okay well have a good chat I hope you had a good night Aww. she probably thought about it afterwards you know what I mean she was like I let that girl have it <laughs> telling all her friends like I told her if you were having motorcycle school Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you gotta let some people vent, I suppose. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's all good. So now, um, when when it was time to actually take over the business, so so the the the. Talk a little bit about the kind of the moment of like this is going to happen. You know, what was it? The scariness. The the what were the the hard bits? You know, what? How did that feel? That has been something that has been on my mind all year. Um, May 1st, I took over the business. It was so intense that, it, you know, I, I sent out, we sent out that email announcing that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And hitting send <laughs> on that email. It was real. After I, oh, I read that email for days. <laughs> um adjusting i mean it, literally changing like small words and and you know changing sentences but they all said the same thing in the end um because our team mm-hmm. that's all that really mattered um you guys make me more nervous than anything <laughs> you know it's true I, I it's like okay I, I, I hope they still like me you know i hope they don't mind I, that i'm doing this and uh, it was nerve-wracking. I didn't know if everyone would just say, well, we're done. See you, bye. Later, jumps. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what would happen mm-hmm. as soon as that email went out. Mm-hmm. And the amount of support that flowed in, um, other than Scott, who said he quit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if there was any negative reaction. I, I think Scott was actually just being a dick in that instance. <laughs> He really was, but it's okay. <laughs> he was just joking. <laughs> but I knew one of you would. <laughs> uh, but the amount of actual support that floated, the phone calls I actually got right afterwards. Well, that's cool. Um, reaching out to me saying, awesome, I'm with you. You know, we're a part of this team. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of your team. Was incredible. It was very humbling. It was just insane. I, I never expected that. How many people are employed by Utah Rider Ed? Um, it's about twenty. Twenty, and, and it's it's quite a bunch. <laughs> are it they is. all rider coaches, or do you have like admin too? No, that's it. I'm okay. the only admin. She is she is the 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 staff, such as it is. Yeah, yeah I'm it. So. Uh, you know, when people call and they get mad and they ask to speak to my supervisor, I'm like, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Hello. Do you come back with like you? a fake voice, like, hello. She has a voice box. <laughs> I could do that. I mean, my mother's British. I could pull an accent. <laughs> but no. <laughs> make them make them all intimidated. Would be hilarious. Put the Bane mask on. <laughs> well, so you think you're going to be writing, do you? <laughs> I do not fear the darkness. <laughs> so, so now, 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 I, I, I'm thrilled to hear that. I, I was all, I was like, woo, because I, I suspected something of the sort for years. Um, but uh, 
Now that was not that was not that was not the same experience you got when you went to the actual banks and things. I, I seem to recall a story um, from our, our local Utah banks. The Utah banks, the local banks, are terrible. I, you know, I was warned by a couple of people that I would get some mm. pushback because I was female. How dare you? Um, right, and I I I was actually told. Uh, by a lady who works in the office next to us, uh, A1 Driving School, who is a car driving school. And whose phone number um, is one number, like, one number off of yours, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we actually swap phone numbers frequently with our customers. Yeah, it works out well. Um, so she told me her, her daughter is a manager of a bank. And she said, you need to dress up and you need to act, you know, get in a suit, be professional, and go into a bank before you ask about a business account. And I'm like, well, that's not how I dress. I, <laughs> I run a motorcycle school, like, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I could go in in my uh, flannel shirt, or I could go into my gym gear, either one. It doesn't matter. It's still money, mm. you know? Um, but, okay, I took her advice. I said, all right, I'll, I'll take your advice. So I got in a suit. I got in a shirt that went up to my neck. So, you know, made sure it was long sleeves and everything else. Utah approved. <laughs> and uh, I went out to America First. And I asked them, you know, can I ask talk to somebody about a business account? And they treated me as if I didn't know what I was talking about. He didn't shake my hand. He didn't introduce himself. He didn't ask me what my business was. All he did was say, well, here's the paper that explains what our business accounts are about. But you do understand, you actually have to own a business to get (laughs) (laughs) And if you can imagine, you know, you guys know me. You, You can imagine my face when he said that. I just and imagine I like, a middle uh, finger creeping up. It <laughs> just finds its way out of the pocket. I, yeah. I don't even have to do that. My face says it all. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's well, yeah, you have to apply. And I'm like, yeah, I got that. He's like, yeah, but you have to actually apply with the state. And he repeated that. And I'm like, I get it. And no, I no, did it. No, no, you don't understand. Good. Doing patterns on your cricket machine <laughs> in the back room for the in, for the crafting <laughs> doesn't count. I'm like, what do you think I've been doing, dude? You know what I mean? I'm like, I, seriously? I, I, I was blown away. So when I got the information, I, I got what I needed. I stood up and I went to leave. And before I left, I went to shake his hand. And I put my hand out and I said, thank you so much. And he would not shake what? my hand. Did he just look at it or did he look away or? He just stood there and looked at me and said, how <laughs> <laughs> Just breathed heavily or something. <laughs> wow, man. Is this and a guy I, you might have shot down for a date in high school? Did you, did you ding no, up his I car at some point that. in the past? <laughs> did you fail him out of a motorcycle class? No. I, I didn't. And I didn't even recognize him from anything in life. You cut and him I off in traffic. Shocked. He recognized you. So, well, that's what I thought. I'm like, you know what? Maybe this guy's just a mm-hmm. douche, right? Okay, okay, whatever. There's other banks in Let's town. Let's move on. So, There's other douches in town. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whatever. He's just an ass. And so I moved to the next bank. And this guy wouldn't even stand up. 
He didn't even shake my hand, wouldn't even stand up to greet me. He sat in his seat, handed me the paper and said, well, here's all I know about our business accounts. Um, our this, our bank manager's a little busy. And he pointed to her and she was in her office, you know, filing her nails. And I'm, like, nose. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I really just need to know some information. He's like, well, that's all the information you really need to know. Do you want to open one? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, thank you so much. And I stood up and I went to shake his hand and he wouldn't stand up and he wouldn't shake my hand. Damn. So I said, okay, I'll go to the next Did thing. Same what? thing. Did you check your hand for gum at this point to make sure there wasn't like, like something stuck to it that was like gross? I... Oh, dude, I was like, I was seriously concerned. I'm like, okay, you... I tied up my hair. The second one, I let my hair down on the third one. I'm like, what is wrong? With I'm, I checked my teeth. I'm like, what? Is, what the hell? Were you on? licking your Is hand before you stuck it out? <laughs> right. You spit on it first. <laughs> I didn't have too much makeup on. I didn't have all that, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not wearing offensive colors. I, <laughs> I didn't have a reggae t-shirt on, you know, whatever. How many banks did you go through? I went through four banks then. Christ. <laughs> what? And I, I, I just, I gave up. I was so discouraged by the fourth one, and I'm like, Holy cow, I didn't believe that there was actually going to be a sexism problem with me getting a business account. But as soon as it hit four, I believed it. Jesus. I was like, okay, I'm proved wrong. I had no idea. I'm like, hello, we're, I thought we were past that, you know, as a society, but we aren't. And, uh, holy fuck. So the next time I, I, the next day, I was working all day and, uh, you know, I still had to work. I still was being office manager, doing my job. And then at the end of the day, I was in my gym clothes and I had just gotten out of the gym, nasty, sweaty, hair pulled up in a bun, went by U.S. Bank on a whim. And I was, I walked in and I said, hey, I'm here to find out info on a business account and, she, this lady said, okay, sure. What business are you going to open? And that was the first time anyone asked me that. <sighs> and all I did was hug her. I was like, I, I, I just thank you but so much. But did she shake your hand? Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. And she did. And, and uh, But you were all sweaty and gross and you hugged and her? Fact, oh, yeah. And um, ever since then, they have still... A year later, well, almost a year later, still treated me like a number one customer every time I walk in. Hmm. Every single time. Doesn't matter what I'm wearing, what I'm doing. The bank manager, the other tellers, everyone still treats me like I am a good customer. And like they deserve my business, like they want my business. And they're wonderful. I no. I mean, especially especially you know, had anyone asked you, it would have been like, oh, it's this business. Oh, uh, is that a new one? No, no, it's established with you know what twenty something years of doing stuff like. Christ. Oh, and that's the other thing. Nobody cares about that. Really, <laughs> really. Despite like, uh, yes, I have this business, and and in the past, it's been shown to make money. Oh no, 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 no. Nobody cares. Oh, guess what? You started a new business, and nobody gives a shit. That it actually existed before because you. Because you're the new owner. You so. can't even get an, 
I can't even get uh, an equipment loan until I've been in business for two years. I can't even get an equipment loan from the um, Small Business Association until I've been in business for two years. How does that work? Well, you need to you need to be in business with um, no um, equipment, right? Well, it, how does that? Work? Like I told you, Sarah, your cricket machine in the craft room doesn't count. <laughs> but you know what? Damn them all! I still did it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. They can think what they want to think, and that's all right. But that U.S. bank lady, man, that, that the whole bank, the, even the manager, who I call Ginger because he's a redhead and he still even puts up with me, <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> well, they're probably smart enough to recognize, like, hey, 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 she smells like money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Like, we should go to these I banks think- and they're like grubby t-shirts and stuff and be like yeah now this this feels like another undercover operation a business the account for a podcast (laughs) how much money do you make because apparently my high heels and my suit didn't work (laughs) yeah we're gonna send chuck in in high heels and a suit and see how it goes do it film it I'll film well, it. Just, I'll that be makes there. my feet hurt just thinking about it. Well, we, we we've been we've been discussing doing the undercover, you know, to a motorcycle dealerships because you know I don't know if you picked up on this, Sarah, or not, but uh, there's still this sort of like weird lazy misogyny that's running around in the motorcycle industry. Really? A shocking news. I know. That's weird. <laughs> kind of like the guy who came to spray for bugs at my house, and he sprayed the garage, and I opened the garage. He's been spraying here for years. I hit the garage button, and he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot your husband had motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, technically speaking, is objectively true. but Is it? Does he, <laughs> does he have plural motorcycles, or does he just have the one? She's like, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it Todd? Does he, does he not have more than one? She's doing mom voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was so floored. And then I said, well... What makes you think they're all his? And he goes, oh, do you ride too? I said, yeah. And he goes, that's good that he taught you how to ride. Wow. Wow. Sorry, I have to laugh or I cry. Like, Let me get you a shovel. Let me get you a big ass <laughs> he shovel. He doesn't need one. He's doing great. He, he doesn't need oh, any kind God. of equipment whatsoever. No, he needs the... <laughs> He's doing just fine. The amount of things I get that shit is unreal. They, I mean, I've been asked when I've been teaching class, oh, so do you actually ride? What? what? Yeah, and on break, after I've taught these people how to get through level one, they're like, oh, so you actually ride? What do you ride? <laughs> Shut the hell up. Motherfucker, I own this place. <laughs> Automatic fail. <laughs> I have to counsel you out now by telling you to fuck off. Apparently you don't now, so, uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, it's really, it's surprising the amount of people who think that women are secondary on riding now, and it's, it's changing. And it's, it's changing dramatically. Um, I I will be going over statistics for the year after our last class Mm -hmm. this weekend. Uh, and looking at the change from the past three mm-hmm. years to the amount of women, because most of our class that had classes this year had 40 to 60% women, nice. minimum. 
That's huge. Well, it's the only industry's kind of only hope of growth at this point, right? I mean, we've well, got the male lunatic we, fringe covered. Know, we need to get the female lunatic fringe to come spend some money too, right? That's right. <laughs> do you do yeah. surveys after a class to ask students what's like prompting them to to get into writing? Um, that's not in our after class survey. Uh, well, God damn it! Certain things that are. Certain things that are, like, what have you decided to do after taking the class? Like, have you bought a new bike? Have you joined a writer's group? Have you decided not to ride at all? Have you, you know, Are you abroad? Are you abroad that's going to ride a motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> right. And most people, actually, I've had no responses that say that they have chosen not to ride a motorcycle at all. Which is surprising. Well, in fairness, are the people who decided not to ride a motorcycle going to actually answer, or are they going to be like, fuck you people? I don't know, because we've had a lot of fuck you people responses. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Mainly on the classes Todd has taught. Fuck <laughs> Todd specifically, but you in general. <laughs> Those usually go to the state, not me, though. <laughs> <laughs> fuck these people. There's people in the state office going, who the fuck is this Todd guy? <laughs> There's a lot of people that Dale. don't like him. Who the hell is Dale? What the <laughs> Dale Ball? <laughs> <laughs> but what you saying about going undercover in like bike shops and such? Like, are you seriously thinking uh, that there's get- an issue with what you wear in the bike shop? Well, no, I'm I'm thinking the undercover of so so you know so the uh, our so friend Jen like, yeah. we've got a little anecdotal evidence from where she she went into various different bike shops and she was kind of like ha oh, you know she got the same kind of like oh does your husband ride kind of bullshit. Um, Do you want to pick out a pink helmet to ride on the back with? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And she goes yeah, into Triumph yeah, and Triumph is like that. hey want to spend some money. <laughs> so you know she Triumph. buys nothing but Triumphs now. Because they were like, hi, you're a potential customer. Let's talk to you like a human being who's a customer. Anybody who walks into a bike shop should be treated as as a potential customer. One would hope. You would hope. Period. But sometimes I walk into a bike shop and they hand me a pair of hedge clippers and, to, and tell me slowly <laughs> and loudly where to start trimming. Well, if you showed up at a... At a party at my house, I might do the same shit, so don't blame wow. them. <laughs> and easy to trip this. And I know you. <laughs> <laughs> she just do it to be obnoxious. Cut bushes. Exactly. $20. <laughs> Not more than $20 this time. <laughs> so no, I'll be interested to hear what you come up with for statistics, because... Pe- when we had Pat Jacques on, she was talking about MSF nationally is disproportionately failing out female riders. And, of course, since she told me that, I'm, like, hyper aware of it now in all my classes. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not sure because I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm like, God, have I, have I counseled out disproportionately more women than men? I don't know. I mean, I've only counseled out two people, three people this year, and only one was a woman. But even so. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a whole other subject. Yeah. Oh. Let's <laughs> dig a little deeper. If you want to talk about failure rates, mm-hmm. that's a whole other subject. I will be looking into that also, but I will tell you, um, one of those things also comes into the fact that, like, how many women do you know that drive stick shift? Uh, don't know. <laughs> I don't know my wife for a sample set. Right. <laughs> and most women I see don't see. How many like it. women? 
how many women really go out and say, I want a manual car? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not many, because we're more about convenience. We want to be able to do things while we drive. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. That's me to, me included. Um, but I do drive a stick shift as well. They, they look but, at the cars um, as, as an appliance versus... It's a car. It is an appliance. But I see your point. <laughs> and what do you drive? I drive a... Uh, I, I don't have a car. But when you do, what what car do you have? In I have house? a boring automatic dad car. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there, there's a big difference on uh, on the amount of women who pass as opposed to the amount of men mm-hmm. who pass. Now, if you actually take that into perspective as to, um, you know, like not looking at how many, but like uh, percentage wise. Sure. Like what percentage of women actually pass and what percentage of men pass, then you might get a better picture mm-hmm. and look at it better as opposed to how many women actually pass. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of iffiness there. And also, you know, I don't know. There there's a lot of women who choose not to continue mm-hmm. in class. Hmm. There's a lot of women who come to class who were forced to come to class. Uh, there are those. I hate those. Who choose not to continue. I don't hate the women. I hate that they're so, in that situation. Because, you know, if you don't want to ride motorcycles, the class is probably stressful and shitty. No, it's sad. It's truly sad. And uh, you see it a lot. And uh, you wish that they weren't pushed into that situation. And sometimes you just sit there and tell them, hey, you don't have to do mm-hmm. this. You can leave. And they leave. Mm-hmm. And I end up calling them because I call whoever leaves or whoever fails, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm like, hey, do you want to come back and try again? And they're like, you know, go away. <laughs> go away. You said I could leave. Oh, Why are you coming after me? Right. Now, now, when you were at the MSF, because um, you were at the uh, the MSF National Conference in Columbus when you ran into Chuck and, and tortured me by having fun. <laughs> yes. Now, did, did this... Did this type of topic come up there, or were they talking about, you know, new curriculum, teach good? I mean, what, what are the sort of things they talk about at one of those? Like, hey, should we be safe? Yeah. How do we sell more motorcycles? Surprisingly, surprisingly, they didn't uh, they didn't talk much about uh, the feminine side, mm-hmm. and they didn't talk much about making classes fun, which really disappointed really? me. Uh, uh, yeah, it really disappointed me. Uh, they kind of skipped out on that idea. Everything was so serious, and and I put that in my feedback to them from the conference. Everything was so serious. They were making things, I you know, talking about how to help with dropouts, how to help with people passing, how to help with the coaching, how to help with this and help with that. But it, it wasn't anything new. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything particularly special um and it was just so negative Hmm. it was kind of it was kind of a letdown but we did have a lot of fun we had too much fun um we (laughs) because i mean no matter what me and dale find something humorous um which other people didn't in the moment (laughs) but that's okay we have fun Um, you know, people left rooms, um, but we were okay with that. Kind of like the restaurant. Um, and we did do some cool group activities. 
And we did meet some really neat people with some awesome ideas with the new curriculum um, out of the actual meetings themselves. And, and that was where most of the conversation was held, like when we were doing the luncheons and stuff like that, where we could get together with people from out of state where it was like, what do you do for that? new curriculum portion you know what i mean what do you do for that the classroom mm-hmm. and and we could actually kind of get feedback from people who have been doing it for a year mm-hmm. and that gave us more insight than i think any of the actual meetings did at the time hmm. so now speaking of the new curriculum um what wh- what are your thoughts on it i mean i i've i've, I've i'm definitely I, I i think it has loads of potential i'm i'm into it i, I, I want to see how it goes when it meets first contact with students but what what's your What's your feeling so far? Well, I can tell you how it goes when it meets contact with mm. students because we've been running it for two weeks in mm. Ogden. Uh, it goes well. We were at first kind of reluctant, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like kind of nervous about it. And uh, Dale and Gary ran the first one. I was there for a while watching and then I decided I was making everyone nervous. So I left. Um, <laughs> Welcome to being the boss. Right. Uh, and no matter how much anybody tells me, I know that me being there doesn't make things Trust easy. me, we all know what your um, car looks like now. <laughs> I know. And I need to teach cars. Um, so <laughs> I need to start a lease program that's like two weeks long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sneaky card. Who's that lady in the hat who's, who's got the long lens? <laughs> you know what you need? Uber. Oh, that's a good Damn idea, dude. Just, yeah, I just Uber it. there. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't much of those in Ogden. Um, but yeah, so I think that the students took to it extremely well. Uh, we did run into a couple of issues um, as far as, you know, like gate selection, mm-hmm. when Dale called me and said, hey, our range is totally screwed up because we laid out the range in 24 mm-hmm. hours. Um, they repaved our entire parking lot. So we had to literally go out there at 7 a.m. and have it finished by 8 p.m. Um it was dark by the time we finished it. It was ridiculous. I have never painted a range that fast. And it was all brand new stuff, right? So, I mean, it, it was beyond ridiculous. Um, and Dale had never even painted one. So, we were both lost. We didn't know what we were doing. But he's like, this is totally a screwed up exercise. We messed up our dimensions. And he had all his, you know, like he had practiced this small entrance for the small mm-hmm. curve over and over again and he's like he said he was doing the demo and he's like this is just fucked up like i don't know how i don't know how people can ride this you're like going to so slow it's like a u-turn it's downshift for sure i'm laughing my ass off on the phone by the way while he's saying all this he's like why are you laughing and i'm like that's because there's no small gate in the new curriculum long dramatic pause. and i'm like just read the Art scale. <laughs> wow. RT, RTFC is a common yeah, thing like, that is said. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. Okay, bye. <laughs> I guess he was out there coaching the other coach uh-huh. on how to do it for a demo, even like even drilling them. <laughs> oh man. But and I'm like, oh my god, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that shit up. <laughs> How do you feel about that? So, That's so much routine. That's so good. 
but hey, it's still a tight turn. It's not good. Yeah, and the students, the students will never know that the S turn is supposed to be an S turn, not a giant penis painted on the parking lot, right? I never noticed that. Really? Well, I think you might have mispainted it. I don't think it was supposed to be a giant penis painted on the parking lot, but it seems to have come out that way. Is yours that disfigured? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> wait, know, we'll try to do that wait, one. Wait, and wait. It was a trap. <laughs> His penis or the range he's working on? <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can make her go, shit, I need to go double check. <laughs> I've seen bike bonding photos, like the bike bonding exercises that definitely look like that but i don't know about the regular ones <laughs> but maybe you need to have a chat with your doctor <laughs> if your u-turn lasts for more than 30 minutes please see a doctor if your u-turn lasts for more than 30 minutes it's a circle <laughs> <laughs> ask your doctor if left turn is right for you apparently best turns right for you <laughs> Left turns are okay. It's right turns that are hard. <laughs> so I hear swerves are tricky. <laughs> so other than that, what, I mean, Chuck, how's your new dog? He's doing well. Yeah? He's adorable. And you mentioned that he's, uh, he's he doesn't seem to be a natural sidecar dog. No, he uh, he tried to jump out at, oh. at uh, about <laughs> five miles an hour. Oh, okay. Well. And uh, he, he was leashed in. But he still go faster. He still managed to get out of the sidecar. Sure, and sure. almost got dragged under it. Oh, Jesus! I was like, "Oh, Oy. that's uh, not good. Mm, that's, yeah. not, that's not going to work." Mm-hmm. He also didn't like the facing forward. He wanted to like facing forward. Yeah, you know, you sit. Yeah, sure. He sits facing forward. Yeah, he didn't like that. He wanted to like lie down or something. He wanted to lie down with his head facing back. That's that's him telling you to get a bigger sidecar. I think. <laughs> well, he's shit out of luck. <laughs> or he's telling you to go faster. Uh, Punch it. He doesn't. He doesn't like the goggles. Yeah. He's got a lot of lot of adjusting Aww. to get to, to get used to. Uh, which was weird because my other dog was like took to it. Like she's that. like, yep. She loved it. She had no no issues. He's just he liked getting into it. Mm-hmm. But he was like, all right, thank you. I'd like to get out now. <laughs> this was nice. Aww. I'm like, well, I'm going to leave you here. He's like, I'll just follow you. I'll just walk. Here, I'll walk along next to you. Let me show you how at five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, that's cute. So now, Sarah, let me let me ask you a couple of our standard questions on wheelers because that's what everyone really wants to know. So what do you what do you ride these days? I ride a Ducati Diablo. What bike did your husband get you? Now you've been on the Diavel for 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 some years now, and and it's uh, it, honestly I think of Diavels and I usually think of them as being like garage jewelry bikes. So what what do you like about it? What what about it is is speaking to you and working for you? Well, number one, I can touch the ground flat footed. Ah, yes, always helpful. Claire, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's the largest engine sport bike that I can actually reach the ground flat footed. Even my 750, I can't. I could. Hmm. My 650s, I barely could. And then once I test rode the Diablo, I fell in love because I was flat-footed. Number two, I when I test rode this motorcycle, I didn't... I I had only ever been on a 750. Okay, so... I I mean, the most horsepower was was restricted by a VFR 750, and it was older. So... Hmm. 
I, I had been very restricted on the horsepower, and then I got on this bike at the Ducati shop, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can flat foot. Let me ride it. So they let me go ride it, and I took it out, and I was nervous, and I, and I was like, okay, I better not crash this, you know, whatever. Not like I would, but you still think that we need to test ride a bike. Sure. And uh, I automatically went around the block and did the route that they told me to do, and they told me to get on the freeway. So I decide to open the throttle just like I would with my 750 when I was getting on the on-ramp, and I did not understand. (laughs) I did not comprehend what an 1198 motor in sport mode, which, yes, they left it in sport mode. They didn't decide to reduce that for me. Um, They left it in sport mode. I, I didn't get what horsepower that would bring. So as my feet flew off of the pegs, and my handlebars, I felt like, were the only thing saving my life at the time because I was gripping onto them, pulling on so tight. Um, it was the only thing that held me onto the bike at the time. So you were like the Ewok uh, in Return of the Jedi, just hanging around? Oh, no, really, yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, the bike did, did not wheel, and that's because... With the big fat rear tire and the way it's set up, it sucks in, it sucks you down to the road as opposed to wheeling. Mm. And that feeling in itself was so different. And as you do slow turns and maneuvers, it's such a different type of feeling on a motorcycle. And I don't, I don't know. I've never experienced that on any other bike and I had to have it. <laughs> And I, I still love it every time I ride it. <laughs> What's it like to, to ride on um, tight curbs? Great. Fantastic. It just drops in. It's just insane. It's just easy to ride. Easy to ride, she said, of the 1198 motor. <laughs> it is. It's insane. It's so easy. <laughs> it's a little heavy to move around the garage, but come on. Once you get going, it's fine. How long have you been riding? Uh, since I was 15. What was your first bike? My first bike was a Virago. The the uh, the uh, ever popular 250 or the mighty and intimidating 750. Oh no, it was straight out of the trailer. It was a ah. 250 Virago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trailers full of 250s. 250s everywhere. 250s raining from the sky. Oh, it was it was literally straight out of the trailer. Like it was like Dad said, "Here you go, have a bike," and I got a 250 Virago. <laughs> Here's this. Don't worry. It's already got guns in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) Pre-disastered. Ooh. I mean, other than the Trail 90 that he pushed me around on when I was a kid in the backyard, I mean, uh, the first street bike legally that I rode was the Virago. I still can't get my daughter to learn how to ride a bicycle. Really? Yeah. A bicycle? She doesn't want it. Jeepers. Okay. Um, But she wants to ride a motorcycle. I'm I'm like, how are you going to do that without the other? That's the other problem we're having with students right now. Yeah, no joke. What, really? They don't know how to ride a bicycle and they want to ride a motorcycle? Yes. Dude, straight up. Hands down. But, the, uh, uh, remember how I said I've sent three yeah, people home exactly. this year? <laughs> it's because they didn't know how to ride bicycles? Two, two of them, I was like, so have you ridden a bicycle at all? They're like, well, no. I'm like, go do that. That just seems like such a natural progression to me. I don't understand. People don't like that. It's weird enough that I have to, to have this conversation with a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine having it with an adult. 
Oh, uh, not just an adult. Uh, like, like you know, let's see, uh, one millennial and one uh, old guy. Have you ridden a bike? Oh, not for a long time. Okay, well, <laughs> let's maybe try that. Let's do yeah. that. Hmm? How do you how do you translate from a scoot push scooter to motorcycle? I'm gonna go in on a limb and I'm gonna guess that the 60, 70 year old guy was not on a push scooter either. <laughs> Was he on an electric chair? Uh, how do you have a nine-year-old who doesn't want to ride a bicycle? Why hasn't she been on one earlier? She doesn't want to. I've tried to get her uh-huh. on, started on like push bikes and stuff. She just uh-huh. she's not having it. She's a uh-huh. she's a computer nerd. Exactly the problem. I'm a computer nerd. Right. <laughs> Clearly, if you had a fancier sidecar, she'd be less inclined to be a computer nerd and but more she- interested in. Bingo. She likes the Euro sidecar. I can't talk her out of it. Since I put that stupid windshield on, now she likes it. That's so funny. No. If I if I had not gotten the windshield, I probably could have like gotten a Hanneken rig or something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now she's got the windshield. She's like, oh, wind is not a problem. You're doomed forever. At yeah. 60 miles an hour, yep. no, it's not. I'm just like, fuck, whatever. <laughs> Get on a bicycle. <laughs> no. So according probably to Sarah, I'm bad at you know child raising and mm-hmm. bad at dog owning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got enough listeners telling me I'm bad at motorcycles. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, Chuck. No, I get Facebook messages all the time. This that thing you said, that's wrong. You're wrong. So so what's what's the next big thing? Where where's Utah Rider Ed gonna go? What's the what's the next frontier? The next frontier is on-street training. Ooh. In Utah? Had to say it. Somebody in had Utah. To. I thought she was going to say it's going to be doing training in Heeper. <laughs> it's Heeper. <laughs> but no. <laughs> that's, that's not a word, just because you keep repeating it. <laughs> on-street training. So so on-street training where they're they're riding on the street and one of us is riding along behind them going like, pay attention, asshole. Stop Actually, we'll be one rider coach in front of them, uh-huh. uh, and we will be giving them cues uh-huh. as to what's coming up ahead. We're mainly teaching them street strategies, sure. so we're going to be voicing what they're going to want to be looking for, um, which actually makes it challenging as a rider coach. Mm. We're going to have to be thinking you know, 30 seconds ahead of where they're going to be looking 12 seconds ahead. So we're going to have to be voicing... Mm-hmm way early on the cues and giving them real life situations and some students this will be the first time they've gone through street riding hmm. some students this will be just a way for them to become more aware and progress on their skills and their strategies but it will take them through uh you know different situations we'll go through uh, rural areas urban areas freeway highway and also on to canyon roads Now, is that like a one-to-one ratio of student-teacher, or is that like in a group? It's going to be three-to-one. Three-to-one, okay. Mm, Okay. That's scary. i got to admit, I am a little terrified. On the other hand, I think it's going to be awesome for the students. This, I'll be honest, sounds really stressful as a coach. Is it going to be like an ERC situation? They they have to have completed so many classes first, or? Oh, no, there there will be a parking lot session first. Mm Mm-hmm. 
um, there's a qualification. Where you get to learn to ride a bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Prove to me you they, don't they suck. A, a riding test. They have to complete a certain test for this mm. um, to make sure that they are capable of going out on the road mm. and going out on the canyon. And not dying. And also, depending on your group, you may choose not to go into the canyon setting or not to go on the freeway setting. Ah. It is depending on the group, and it is kind of as you, you as a coach, being able to change things and saying, okay, you're kind of not quite ready to progress. Let's go back through the urban area. You know, let's go back through some more of the uh, main streets and going through more streetlights. Let's let's take you back to this parking lot. Let's take you over here to the Chevron. It could be that. It could be that actually there there is an option to go back to the parking lot and hey let's go back and, and do an ERC. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time we talked to some people out of the conference um, who have been running this for years and they found that most of the time the riders who come in to do that they are ready. Hmm. Uh, they don't sign up if they're not and you know progressing them through those stages it's about a half a day course and just gently going through those stages and having break spots where you take a, you know, you hit the gas station and you take a rest. I knew this stuff okay, would show up sooner or later. Yeah. This is how you do the kickstand club. <laughs> this is how you pose next to your bike. Well, it is kind of cool too because you get to show them where everyone else stops and you, you build relationships that way through the motorcycle community, you know? And, and you get to show them cool routes through. Wait, why are you laughing you, you so hard? Nothing. At no point did I consider this as the the special uh, the special singles edition version of this class. <laughs> <laughs> that too, maybe. <laughs> That'll be the, that's the premium that's the premium package. You can request that class. Yeah, the singles class. Yes, that might be it too. <laughs> but we do know a lot of people who come through and actually hook up through the basic course. Let's admit. I, so. I, I, I am reasonably certain I have seen several relationships start, although I have seen some end there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> huh. I'm too antisocial enough. That, that, that street course is where we're going next year, as well as, you know, possibly expanding. Um, mm-hmm. And going into that new curriculum, mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to be that's going to be huge. What's the big difference yeah. between the new and the old curriculum? The new curriculum is more focused on street scenarios, so they're focusing more on like what you're going to experience. Like, where do you think a beginner tips over the most? Um, I think it's when they're trying to do a Superman swerve at about 15 miles an hour. God damn. <laughs> I was just going to pick off the top of my head. No, that that's a guy who usually rides with a sidecar. What about a beginner? I don't know, the box? No, like literally, if they're just they're riding around, where do you think they usually tip over? In the parking lot when they turn into a lane and they see another car moving? Bingo. Really? So You're a statistic, Chuck. <laughs> well, I knew that. No, really. I mean, and it's pulling up to make a right-hand turn at a light. Mm-hmm. They'll have the handlebars turn when they make a stop. Um, I haven't done that. A lot of times, a lot of times, uh, new riders will tip over. 
it wasn't necessarily a crash. It's a tip over. And it, it's embarrassing and on the road and, and in front of their friends and everything else. And so, um, other than all the regular, uh, all the other parts of the curriculum that we run through, we have added more to involve tight turns from a stop. And also a little more influence on looking further ahead mm. and being more aware of, you know, kind of assessing your surroundings and a little more of you choosing your own risk. Oh, here's a trivial one. What would you say has been the worst accident you've seen in, say, the past four weeks at the, the community college course during a morning session? <laughs> you didn't see that one. I would say the past four weeks, I have seen that. Have you heard of one in the past four you weeks? Know, Nobody likes you, Chuck. As far as Chuck, the community college has its struggles. And as a company, I hope it fixes the problems that it currently is having. I want to say um, Todd crashed. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you working and with I, me on I this? Like, I feel like it's influenced towards its current writers in class to create negative situations should be, you know, addressed. You're no fun. But not necessarily by me. You're no fun. Mm. <laughs> You're negative fun. <laughs> She's a fun sponge. Yes. Fun, <laughs> fun sucker. Fun killer. I would that. That's okay. <laughs> Was it by saying angry person on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Sarah runs Utah Rider Ed, uh, the foremost rider education in Utah. How, how many? You can talk there? to her on the phone and yell at her if you want. Are there? <laughs> how how many it? outfits do rider training in Utah? Somebody what? How many outfits do rider training in Utah? Three. Okay. We're super the best, though. Super duper. Mm-hmm. We're the largest, and we teach the most people per year for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Better looking, more skilled coaches. You guys that almost counseled Correct. me out. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. At- you guys are awesome. You're awesome, too, Sarah. <laughs> check her out at utahridered.com. Sign up for a class if you haven't, and if you're not in Utah, well, take a class wherever you are. It's good for you. Thanks for being on, Sarah. Thank you so much, you guys. We should have asked her about raccoons. We should have. We missed the boat, you know? Because, you know, yeah, she said it at the beginning. She's like, Dale said, oh, yeah, the, the trailers need a bunch of things. <laughs> like, like the raccoons, raccoons chased out. <laughs> Get rid of all those raccoons. <laughs> Somebody needs to chase those damn raccoons out. We've been putting that off. You open up the trailer and there's a raccoon inside and it's got a cigarette in one hand and a gas station coffee in the other. It's like, what? <laughs> I've gone native. What? We're here to get rid of you. You don't say. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off before I shake one of my friends up and throw it at you. Come here. Come here, Ralph. Shake, 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 shake. You asked for this. (laughs) What the hell were you thinking? Now I'm just picturing Dale as a raccoon. <laughs> it's really not a big stretch. No, just shorter and stubbier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but otherwise, that same expression. <laughs> the same expression in a raccoon. Huh? <laughs> and how would you do that? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> no, no, fuck off. No. Close the door. Lock it and fuck off. <laughs>
<laughs> I was just like, well, I guess this is going to be Sarah's problem. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> click, click, click. Not my problem. <laughs> On the bright side, you know, the, the, the theft of trailers full of bikes has really gone down since the raccoons moved in. <laughs> Crackheads, that house of, house of freaking meth head steals the trailer this time and they'll, they'll turn themselves in. <laughs> We're so sorry. We, we, oh man. Oh, raccoons all over us. And the cops are like, yeah, whatever, meth heads, raccoons all over you. And in the darkness, see them. In, the, in the darkness, the, the ash lights up the face momentarily. <laughs> A little yep. glittery eyes. <laughs> Glittering eyes and the glow of like cigarette ash. 20 pairs. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Take us back now. Close the door. <laughs> Leave the donut. You don't need to take that back. You're out of you're out of granola bars. <laughs> what have you learned this week, Chuck? There is a lot of humor to be had with raccoons. There there. <laughs> Raccoons next season are is, amazing. Next season is the raccoon season of wheel nerds. We need to do raccoon nerds. <laughs> we need we need a raccoon expert on the show. We need a raccoon mascot. That's our new mascot. Mm-hmm. The, the raccoon. Let's get a raccoon in here. An angry bike riding <laughs> raccoon. That's how we got time for this week and this season. Until Wait, next time. What have you learned? Oh, what have I learned? Yeah. I I can't I, be about raccoons. Can't be about raccoons. <laughs> no, not raccoons. <laughs> I've learned that every time I think I've seen the bottom of the shadow economy, it just keeps going deeper. Mm-hmm. And that's all we got time for to this tonight and this season. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you sometime later. Next year. Raccoons. Raccoons. Unless raccoons. the raccoons get us. <laughs> Raccoon. Great. Raccoons. Ra- everywhere. Raccoons. Da, listen to Wheel Nerds. We need someone needs to send us a plushy someone raccoon. Send us send us Dieter. <laughs> with a with a cigarette hot glue to one ball. <laughs> cigarette we need a cigarette and a gas station coffee. Go. <laughs> you can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 193. Uh, fuck. You're a chuck. You want to start that one again? Yeah. Okay. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 193. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. Fuck you. <laughs> and motorcycles. Motorcycles are great. You want me to do it again? Yeah. All right. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 193. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you're a chuck. Tell them you're Chuck. I'm Chuck. Or tell them you're Raul. Whatever works. Uh, okay, you want to do that one more time?